On this episode of Off Course Agility, my guest is Lisa Schmidt of In The Zone Agility. My guest today on Off Course Agility is Lisa Schmidt. And today she's coming to me from Illinois. And uh, although I usually ask people how they get started at agility, I'm going to ask Lisa, is Illinois your uh, home state? Is that where you grew up? Yes. Yep. Okay. And welcome to the podcast, too. Oh, well, thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. So, <laughs> all right. I, you are... I, I'm sure I could give you a giant introduction, but it wouldn't do you justice. <laughs> I, you are the the person who uh, runs in the zone agility, which is trials, seminars, training, all sorts of stuff. But before we get into that, how did you first start in dog agility? Actually, it's a fun story. Um, my mom and my sister and I. Um, I grew up riding horses, and, you know, we've always had dogs and animals and such. And we went to a pet expo at the McCormick Place downtown in Chicago, and they had agility. And this is back in the 90s, um, and they had agility, and I was just enthralled. I sat there and watched agility while my mom and my sister walked all over and did stuff. But the funny part about it is that I had an old dog. My sister and my mom had young dogs. So they started going to agility classes, and I used to go and sit and watch. And it was terrible because I just didn't watch my mom and my sister doing agility. Um, and then this lady, a friend of a friend, had a year-old lab that was too much for her, and she wanted to get rid of him. And so I said, I'll take him. So I picked up Bo, my yellow lab. I literally, this is so funny, Ed, I literally picked him up from the lady's house and went directly to class. Now, so do not collect $200. I was so excited. I literally picked him up and went to class. Thankfully, Pam let me in her class, because I don't even know if I told her I was coming. <laughs> and and he, he was food motivated, so we were good. So my mom and sister started before I did. <laughs> okay. And so your first agility dog actually was a lab. Yep. Yep. He was uh, structurally not put together to jump, so he had really straight back legs, and he wasn't able to actually jump. And back then, he would have had to jump 20, 24 inches, and um, we, I, he couldn't jump. So I tried competing with him a couple times, and he crashed all the bars. And then, mm. and then we just kind of went and played. And then I got Moxie, my border collie, and that's where it really started. <laughs> okay, and. In general, I would say I know you as a runner of Border Collies. Yeah. Well, I run other dogs. I had a Brittany, and I had an Aussie. I had a Terrier. Now I have two little mixed breeds. Right. Okay, yeah. I, I know I saw uh, my – I'll say this up front. My sister, you know, she's on Facebook, and you're on Facebook. <laughs> so she does occasionally tell me things. And I know she recently told me that you had two uh, – Non-border collies. <laughs> I yeah. think she may have even shown me a picture of them. They're they're pretty young yet, though, still, right? Yeah, they're seven months old. I have no idea what they are. Um, Emmy weighs about 12 pounds. She's Hopefully she's under 14. She might be over. I'm not sure. Um, and Zoomy's probably about 11 inches tall. So Zoomy's technically my nephew's dog, but, you know, we train together, him and I, and I train him. So, yeah. Right. So I'm... 
had some little dogs now to train, something different. <laughs> okay, yeah. And I got to ask about the name Zoomy because a lot, <laughs> you know, we, in agility we use that term Zoomies, but is the Zoomy for that or something else? Yeah, so Zoomy's Luke's dog, and he loves the Flash, and uh, a character in the Flash is Zoom. Okay. Um, so he named him after Zoom, so I've just called him Zoomy. But right. so, yeah, he comes from the Flash. Okay, so he, okay, it's a, a character on a uh, uh, yeah. animation or something series. Yeah, all right, yeah. very good. Now, sometimes I do ask people about their dogs, but you've had so many. I, I'll just kind of leave it as an open question here. Do you, would you like to talk about any of your dogs you've had over the years or, or, or currently have or, or just as they come up in our conversation? forever so just just talk as they come up because <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so going back to your beginnings when you first went to your first trial was that nadac no um so Bo and i my lab uh we and moxie actually we started out in ukc um and ukc is the organization that has different equipment so they had to do like a sway bridge and a crawl tunnel and um different equipment um but thinking right. back now they still have ukc trials around but they actually require distance right away too in their classes like you had they had lines on the wee poles and lines on a box it was like five feet maybe or maybe even three feet but you had to have distance right from the get-go in ukc mm. that's so funny i haven't thought about that in a long time but yeah we started out in ukc um, I'm, I, we, I ran Moxie in the USDA. We did AKC, um, but Nadex, my love. I haven't done anything else in a long time. Okay. So back, back in the beginning, you did a little USDAA and you did UKC. Did you ever do anything else or was that pretty much? And then, then of course, Nadex, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, um, in the Chicagoland area, there were, you know, there's trials everywhere. And this was even back then in the 20, you know, 2000s, early 2000s. Um, you could, you know, you could tr trial in any venue, any weekend without having to stay overnight. So right. whatever, nice. whatever, yeah, whatever was doing, whatever trial was around, we went to. <laughs> my sister and I. Right. My sister and my mom and I all trial. We all still trial. And uh, my sister and I, I lived with her for a while, and we would trial together all the time. She had a big truck, and her and I would pull up in this big dually truck at trials. That <laughs> was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and how many dogs were accompanying you then? Actually, only two. She Just had two. Moxie Taz, and I had Moxie. Yeah. Okay. All right. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's that's good. So, let's see. Where do I want to go next? So. In the zone. Let's let's go there first. Okay. Um, so, w when did you, when what started within the zone first? Were you, did you start putting on trials? Did 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 how? Well, let's let me ask this first. How did you get into the training and seminar type work first? I'll ask that. Then we'll go back to the uh, trials. In the zone started first. Um, so when I you know got married and moved to New Jersey, I. I didn't have any local, there were no local trainers where I lived that did NADAC. Um, so I had to, you know, learn how to train on my own. Um, I used to drive like two hours to go train with Denise Dugan. We had a really good time. I really enjoyed training with her. Um, 
And then I just had dogs. I got more dogs. So Dwayne had Haley, the Brittany, and so I started running her. I had Moxie, my Border Collie, bow my lab, and then I got an Aussie. Um, my Aussie Cuba was a wedding present. Um, and so I, I had all these dogs. So entry fees were a lot. So I said, well, I need to, I need to start having my own trials. <laughs> so that's actually how I started having my own trials. Because I had too many dogs to run, and now I even have even more. Okay. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> were the, was your first trial then in New Jersey, or was it out in Illinois? No, it was at Lee's actually in uh, Maryland at Hog Dog. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. I know. Yeah, I forget. But you've had, you have trials all over the place, which is yes. is kind yes. of amazing because you have trial. You have. I know you from trials in South Jersey, uh, and then I know you at times you've had trials in Millersville, I think. Yeah, and you saw. I don't. Are you doing state college this year, or did that get canceled? It got canceled. Okay, so I know you go out to state uh, state college in Pennsylvania. I've never gone to that trial, but I know a lot of people who do. Yeah, it's a nice place. Yeah, I've trials here in Illinois. I've trials in Kansas. Um, I did fundraisers in Missouri. So, yeah, yeah, have trial, have equipment, we'll travel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So, okay, that's, that's interesting. So so the, the trials kind of came first. And when yep. when do you think you had your first in-the-zone trial? 2004, I think. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, all right. So yeah. you started the trials a little bit. I don't remember when I went to my first one down in South Jersey. I know with Dino, I started around 2005, but I might have been a few years there before I came down to South Jersey. So I, I yeah, I didn't have trials right away there. It took me a couple of years to to find that place, even though I would pass it every time I went to Maryland. Um, right, because it used to be it was like you know less than an hour from where I live. But uh, yeah, I love that place. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, that's yeah. I've always enjoyed it down there. Uh, so my yeah, my favorite place to trial. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's the Salem County Fairgrounds in, yep. in uh, I guess it's Woodstown or Piles yep. Grove, yep. something something like that. Not yeah. sure what town it's in. All right, yeah, that's good. So so then when did you start? So you were tra- you really became your own trainer? You're saying, and then I know yeah, I, I, out of necessity, you know, right. Like, um, I didn't have a trainer and I had issues and, you know, I, I needed to learn how to do it. So honestly, that was the best thing that happened to me because I needed to learn how to train my own dog and I had to think about it. So I learned how to figure out what I needed to train and how to train it. Uh, but it took me a long time to do seminars. Like people would ask me and actually Dwayne would tell people, oh yeah, Lisa will do a seminar. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not ready. Mm. Um, it took me It took me a while to have the confidence which is funny for people that know me, um, <laughs> to be able to do a seminar. My first seminar was down in Tennessee with never a dull moment. Yeah. I don't remember what year it was, though, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I'll I'll, I'll just mention the seminars a, a little bit here, at least the one in South Jersey, because uh, when you have... In the years you've had your trials recently, I don't know when they started, but down in South Jersey, you would have a trial on one weekend, and then during the week, you ran a seminar uh, for a few days, and then at the following weekend, you had another trial. So um, when my sister's dog was a baby dog, we brought (laughs) Belle down to, and I think, I think, 
I, I can't remember what year that was now, but I remember. Yeah, I remember. I remember. You may remember it, yeah. And I remember. Uh, I I still hear it from my sister occasionally because I had said, "Well, enter Belle in the trial before the <laughs> seminar," and she had never been in a trial. She was a baby dog, and I was like, "Enter and see, just see how it goes." And Bell, we were just talking about Zoomies. Bell zoomed around the ring, ran out of the ring. I remember her running up the A-frame that was outside of the ring. And God bless Ron Young, I think was the judge that 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 weekend. And he, he had such patience. But my sister was like, that's it. I'm not doing it anymore. So it was like, I don't know how many runs she did. It wasn't many. <laughs> She's come a long way. Right. And but then the best thing, uh, you know, Lisa, I'll say is that that seminar that she went to, she was so happy that I told her to go to the seminar with you because Good. after that, you know, she had a much better feel about Bell and Agility. Cause you know, you at the seminar you talked the gamut and you you address the dogs at the level they are. So if it's a baby dog, you know, you're talking foundation and, and things like that. And, it, you know, if it's a dog that's more, se- you know, not senior, but more experienced, that now you're working with the person maybe to get distance. So you do tailor the, the seminar, at least in South Jersey, to the, to the people. <laughs> I try to do that everywhere. <laughs> I would think you would, yeah. <laughs> so, but how did you... Okay, so you just, you kind of started doing the, the seminars, but I know you have lots of certifications in different things now. Um, did they come along as you started doing the seminars, or talk? You know, if you yeah, want to talk about I, I some of your certifications and classes you've taken. Yeah, I um, I'm a certified fitness um, canine fitness instructor and a certified pet massage practitioner. Um, the fitness stuff came, I've been doing that almost, let's see, puppies are eight, or Jay and Rev are eight, so eight years. Um, Bobby Lyons is my mentor. I love her. Um, she has online classes. I started taking her classes, and she, she did a, she's like, hey, I'm doing an instructor workshop in Oregon. Do you want to come? And I'm like, eh, no, I don't want to come. I'm not ready. And she's like, just come. And, um, so I went, learned a lot, and then FitPaws started their FitPaws Master Trainer Program, and then University of Tennessee took over, and um, I've been, you know, heavily involved in the fitness aspect now for, like I said, about eight years now. Um, I love it. It's fun. It's great. Keep our dogs in shape, you know, help prevent injury, keep them going as they get older. I mean, Synergy's almost 14, and you would never know it. She looks fantastic. So, yep, yeah, I really enjoy the fitness aspect of dog training as well right yeah and i'm trying to remember is your your website in the zone or is it in the zone agility agility? in the zone agility in the zone agility.com okay so on your website i know you have some some of those letters i'm just gonna ask about one now I know you you have on there that you have a PhD, you have a doctorate. I do. What I is your doctorate. doctorate in? Public policy analysis. Okay, so it has nothing to dog with do with dogs really, but it. So, so public policy. All right. Yeah, I'm one of those rare people that actually like politics. 
Right. Okay. Okay. Well, that's 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 good, I guess. So I'll ask: Do you have as a I don't I don't know what your vocation is, but do you do you have a job in that kind of industry or or no? No, no I I just dog train. Um, yeah. I was teaching college when Dwayne swept me off my feet and I moved to Jersey. Okay. So I just um, I, when I first moved there, I looked to try to find some part time teaching gigs, but I didn't find anything. So I just got involved in the dogs and haven't looked back. Right. So really, uh, your your seminars and everything that and training and all that that's what uh, you kind of do now. Yep. 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 Okay. Yep. That's very good. Yeah, I do. I, I do a lot of online classes. So anybody listening, take my classes. Um, I have a lot of online classes right now. I teach on my own site. Um, I teach at Bobby Lyons, and I teach through Clean Run as well. Right. Okay. Yeah. Very good. All right. So, I'll I'll. Kind of still on these lines. Okay. NADAC sometimes has these programs that, that you hear about at the time, and then you wonder, does that still exist? At one time, I know you were listed as a NADAC clinician. Is that still true? Uh, no. Um, that was a sharing thing. Okay. And uh, when... Oh, oh. Dogs are barking. Sorry. That's okay. Um, it's it's a it's a dog podcast. Yeah. Um. When and when Chris and Amanda took over, they kind of um, that kind of went away. Okay. All right. Yeah. But you were you were listed as one of the NADAC clinicians at one point. Yeah, there were a few of us. Yep. yep. Yeah. Well, I think Paula Goss was one. Yeah, and- Paula and Carrie Dawn and. Oh my god, I can't remember anybody else. It's been a while. Uh, that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I I remember it because yeah. you know since I did start in Julie around two thousand five, I I have a memory of Nadac from about two thousand five going forward. But before two thousand five, I don't I don't remember that much or know anything about. Right. Okay. So that was a program that existed, but now it's not, and that's why I don't yep. know about it now. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. So obviously you travel around the country doing these seminars when we're not in a COVID yes. uh, pandemic type <laughs> situation. I imagine it's been a little less for you this year. Yes, very much so. And then I I know some of, I know you have been having some trials, but some of your trials have canceled, right? Yeah, I've had outdoor seminar trials and outdoor seminars. So if I'm able to drive to a seminar in my RV with my dogs, I go because um, I wasn't comfortable getting on a plane. Um, so I've done seminars in Virginia, Kansas, Kentucky, so places that I could drive to. Um, and I've had a couple outdoor trials. So we had trials. I had a trial at you know Bernie Doyle's. I have trials at Bernie Doyle's house. We had it there. My friend Carla's and. Carolyn in Kansas, we had a trial there. We had two trials there this year. So, you know, kind of trying to stay outside. <laughs> right, right. No, that I that that's important right now. And yeah. since since things have gone bad again kind of yeah. <laughs> it's like now you don't you, you you really question whether you'd want to go i i do it's always a personal you know thing for people but i don't think i would go anywhere for a dog trial inside right now but that's yeah, just me last weekend i did go to a trial last weekend um indoors because tandem needed one more touch and go bonus for his uh, silver versatility distance cup. So I I went and we got it. So that was exciting. But yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> nice. Very nice. Yeah. No, I get it. it. Well, it's all personal. You know, this year, yeah. it's like personal. Uh, comfort zones. Exactly. Yeah. That's the way to put it. Yeah. Your personal yep. comfort zone yep. in what you do and what you don't do. Yep. All right. I'll ask about NADAC champs now because I know you, you I think, go every year that I know recently. So when did you when did you go to your first NADAC Champs? Oh, um, I think it was, I went to Castle Rock, Colorado, probably 2004, I think, um, was my first Champs. I missed a couple that were out west. Okay, uh, when yeah. They went, when they went to Utah, like, didn't have puppies one year, so I didn't go, had her puppies, and I didn't go another year. Um, but I'm, I'm, I've hit most of them. Yeah, right. I enjoy going to champs. <laughs> and now I, uh, I'll let you brag a little. I know you've you've usually done well with at least one of your dogs, if not m- more than one. Yeah, my dogs are rock stars. They're yeah. they're so good. Um, yeah, I've uh, let me see. I've come home from champs in the top overall like twenty two times with nine different dogs. You know, including my Brittany and Aussie, so not just my border collies. Right, um, very impressive. Moxie, yeah, Moxie won four years in a row. He was my rock star. Um, you know, Tandem and Jay have run in stakes, and, and they both have done well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, and it, it I've gone twice as just a spectator, but I can say uh, Champs is fun no matter – no matter what you're doing there, it's just fun to watch all the people having fun with their dogs and, and doing so well on those uh, yeah, those courses. Yeah. But you've yeah, gone a disappointed. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah, I was just dis- I was disappointed we didn't get to go this year. I mean, I understand. Yeah. I mean, I totally understand why. But Tandem would have been a double digit this year, and that's uh, my ultimate favorite class is double digits because I think it's such a it you know such a great way to tribute our older dogs you know i love double digits those are my favorite trophies my double digit trophies um but jay i would have gone in super stakes this year with jay and and i think we're ready darn it so i was right. you know i'll be i'll be ready next year but you know we were we were good we were a spot on and if you don't keep practicing big distance you don't you know you lose it right. um so but yeah, next year I hope I'll run Jay in Super Super Stakes. Spy and Spire will probably go in Silver Stakes. Um, and hopefully Tandem can run in double digits and, you know, wrap the bet. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely hoping that in 2021 that yeah. the Springfield champs can in Ohio can, can happen. I think yeah. there's a good chance now that vaccines and things are coming along and that hopefully by yeah, then... I hope so. I mean, yeah. you may still need to take the precautions of, you know, masking when you're not running and mm-hmm. stuff. But at least I'm hoping by then things are going to uh, be changing a bit. We'll see. Yeah. I'm keeping my yeah. fingers crossed for, for Bell. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I, once again, I'll be there as a spectator because uh, <laughs> this year has really set my dog Trace back because we just... Uh, we haven't been going to trials, and I wasn't able to attend your. I was bummed I couldn't go to your seminar back in May because yeah. obviously, I, I, even if you hadn't canceled, I probably wouldn't have come because you know that was 
early yeah. on and things were still not yeah. great here in Jersey. So uh, <laughs> it's it's been a strange year like that. It, yes, it has. Yeah, and actually, let me spend a, l- a little bit of time talking about Tandem because he has Addison's disease, um, so I can try to spread some awareness about it. Uh, this year, probably about April, he started having a hard time getting up. Um, he lost weight. His coat was crappy. Like, I was almost ready to put him to sleep. Oh. Um, and, and it was during, like, COVID, right? So it was hard. I couldn't go in and see my bed. And, right. Um, and, you know, they're doing blood work, and his kidneys are bad. His, you know, I, you know, all the, you know, I thought his kidneys were bad. And, and like, literally, Ed, I was ready to put him to sleep. I was really close to putting him to sleep. And Robin Carberry, you know, one of my best friends, and my chiropractor down here, they both at the same time said, test him for Addison. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so we tested him for Addison, which, again, COVID took weeks. Um and he's on prednisone, and he gets a monthly shot of Percortin, and he's fantastic. Like, he's totally back to normal and looks great. So um, the moral of the story is, and I had gone, you know, it was hard because I couldn't go to a lot of vets because, you know, it was right in the midst of COVID when things were going on. Right. Um, but if your dog, you know, if your their kidney values are off or things are off, you know, look at Addison because that's one of those diseases that, um, you know, it mimics other diseases. So vets think oh, you know, he's in kidney failure, when actually now his kidneys are fine. His blood, you know, all his blood work is perfect now. Um, so, you know, check out, if your dog is sick, keep looking and check out Addison's disease because thankfully that's what he had because he's doing great now. You know, daily prednisone and monthly shots, and he's fantastic. Interesting. I, I yeah. you know, I'm not a vet or anything, but it, uh, that's that you're talking about, using steroids it sounds like to treat it yep. so yep. what what does does it it does something to the body i guess that the the steroids then counteracts is that yeah it it, it addison's messes with their sugar levels and their electrolytes okay. so the prednisone kind of works with the sugar stuff and, and the percortin works with the electrolytes okay oh, all right so keep yeah. his body you know balanced well, I'm glad. I'm glad you've got to the bottom of it, and the, yeah. you know that's that's yeah, yeah. It's really rough, and and the way like I know, Leanne Leanne's had a few issues with Bell this year, and it, the going to the vet is at least here and the way it works is you know you you have to stay out in the park a lot. The vet tech comes out, takes your dog in, so you you can't like. But now sometimes the vet will come out and talk to you outside, but it's just so, and Belle does not like going to the vet, so it's like yeah. my sister pretty much literally has to hand the beagle off to the vet tech and carry her in because she don't like that vet. She don't, you know, she don't like going to the vet. It's nothing against the vet. It's just, you know, no. it's just, the you know, too many things over the years she has, she's had to go to the vet for, but thankfully it's yeah. all worked out. So, you know, the vet's doing a good job. It's just Belle doesn't like going there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, when it hit too, it was like I, I. If you ask me this year where I went to the most, it's the vet. Like <laughs> I live at my vet. I told them they needed to give me a VIP parking spot with my name on it because right. I, I was there. I was there so often, and like I said, now I go once a month to go get him shot. So I still am there all the time. But luckily, I'm able to go in now. Um, my vet lets us go in now. Um, but yeah. 
Yeah, it's hard. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to ask, I'm going to go off, you mentioned it at one point, and I'm going to go on to just a little bit off off topic a bit. But okay. yeah, over the years, I know you've had an RV. And uh-huh. I've always wondered, because whenever I've seen you down in South Jersey, you know, you're in your RV, but you've always had like four or five dogs. And it's yeah. like a class C RV, or at least that's what you had at the yeah. time. So yeah. I've always wondered, where do all your dogs go in that RV? Because there's only so much floor space. Do you give them a, one of the beds in the RV that they can hang out on? So I, I, I know this is a personal thing, but I don't create my dogs in my RV because I fear, I personally fear fire. Um, that's my big fear. And I need to be able to get my dogs out. And let me tell you, I just blew up my, my old motorhome um, last month. I literally blew it up. I was driving, the engine blew up. It was smoking. Like I really thought I, I thought I was on fire. Uh, so I had to, it was smoking. Um, I had to get all six of my dogs out really fast. And so I was able to grab leashes real fast and get right. out. Um, if I had to open up six crates, yeah. you know, I don't know. I don't know. So that's my personal thing. So my dogs are loose. Um, so I have a new motorhome to me anyway. It's a 2011, but I really like it. So, yeah, they're, they're loose. They sit on the couch. They sit in the chair. They sleep with me. Um, my new RV has a bunk, so that's nice. Sid sleeps on the bunk, so that's, that, I like that. So, yeah, they're, they're loose, and they go wherever they want. Okay. Yeah, I just, I just was curious. I mean, you know, I, you know I have a little pop-up camper, and, you know, obviously yeah. we don't, you know, well, when we're driving, they're in, they're in the truck with us, but uh, when, when we're there, you know, they, they – they, they sleep on the beds. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's what yeah. they do. So I was yeah. just curious, though, because there's a big difference between two dogs and, uh, you know, four or five dogs in, in an RV. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, everybody, like you said, everybody has their own preferences. Like some people don't like their dogs, you know, at like in your house. They wouldn't like your dogs on the couch or something, you know, things like oh, that. I so so yeah. I don't know how I you could do that in an RV. Yeah, no, well, my my bed is the queen-size bed, so, I mean, I have room. Right. Um, yeah, they, they sleep with me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, that's good. So, let's see. We've covered a lot here. Um, trying to think about what I want to ask now. The, yeah. um, so you, I guess I'll ask one thing. I'm going to kind of go back to Charles. How have you discovered, like, it sounds like sometimes you're invited to a place and you have a trial, but how, how have you discovered some of the places you do have the trials, like out in uh, um, State College and, and, well, the Salem County Fairgrounds? I know you drove by and I guess you, you uh, checked in there yeah. and found out that you could get it. Um, but uh, how do you find your locations, I guess is a question. Um, so if I want to have a trial somewhere new, like if I decided, oh, hey, I want to have a trial here at this location. Um, I, I love fair, after Salem County Fairgrounds, I'm always looking at fairgrounds. That's my first place that I will look. Um, and most, if you look at other calendars, like other, like AKC, CPE, other places and see where they have trials, right. that's another way to find a location. Um, but right now I, I basically have trials, like here I have trials at my friend's houses. So I have a trial at Bernie's. I'm having a trial at Carla's. Um, and then at the Illinois State Fairgrounds, I have trials there. 
So it's just kind of, you know, looking up places. I, I look around here often at horse places to see if I can find a new indoor to have trials here. So, you know, it's looking up horse places, looking up dog places, you know, where other venues or other clubs have trials and see if that works out. So right. that's kind of how I found him. Find him. Yeah, that, and that, 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 yeah, I get it. But that's one of the big things I know is where where to have a trial. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, yeah. but that that makes sense to look at other organizations too and see where where other people maybe are are, are doing them. Yep. Yeah. So you mentioned your web. You well, I've mentioned it. You've mentioned it. <laughs> uh, I'll I'll let you plug a little bit. What you know, you have online courses and training. Mm-hmm. So if you want to plug some of that, uh, <laughs> you know, I'll let you do that. <laughs> Um, you know, I have my own distance program. Um, so I have classes that start with, you know, driving to the distance zone, driver's ed, which I'm going to open up soon again, where, you know, we go over the foundation because foundation is key to everything. So I have my two puppies right now, too. So Luke and I are doing, you know, bucket stuff. We're doing cone stuff. We're teaching them our cues. And I, I spend a lot of time on foundation training. And even with my advanced dogs, I always go back to doing foundation, foundation, foundation. So anyway, so I have a really good foundation program, you know, my driver's ed. And then I have a drive forward, um, put the pedal to the metal class. And then I have power steering to work on turning and then lateral, lateral distance. So those are my distance classes. Um, I have puppy classes. I have fitness classes. I have tunnel classes, whatever. I, usually how I start my classes is somebody emails me, a student will say, hey, Lisa, how do you do this? And I said, oh, oh that's how I started doing online classes, actually. You know, somebody emailed me and said, how do you do this? And I said, you know what, I'll do a class. Um, so that's a lot of times how I start doing some classes because somebody emails me a question and I said, oh, I'll do a class for you. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I have them on my own site, and then I teach through Bobby Lyons Canine Campus and Clean Run as well. So thanks. Right. Yeah, and I'll say, you know, go check check out her website <laughs> yeah. in the Zone Agility, and you can see a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Right. And I think my sister, I think, is she she's doing the the fitness one of your i think it just started at the beginning of the month oh, i don't yeah, think she's gone that far yet but the fit <laughs> the winter fitness or something like that i don't know yeah. what something like that yeah. i know she has to do her first homework assignment she hasn't done it yet <laughs> well tell her to get on it yeah i will <laughs> okay so now also at the beginning you mentioned you mentioned you 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 were you know, you were a horse person, which I didn't realize. That was that was new to me. But I know I, I mentioned my sister follows you on Facebook, so I know she mentioned that she saw you do something. I think she said it was cow sorting, which yes. Yes. sounded a bit. Yeah, t- explain to me cow sorting, because oh this is God. not agility or dogs. This is horse, right? <laughs> this is horses. It is so fun. Um, so you have 10 cows, and they have numbers on them, and you have a teammate, and you have a minute to sort the cows in order. So, like, the announcer will say, you know, five, and so you got to go and sort through the 10 cows and get number five, and then you bring that cow to another arena. 
and then you have to do six, seven, eight, nine, zero, one, two, three, four. Um, it is so fun, and it's been great because I've taken a clinic. I've gone to a clinic, and I had we have like a really good friend instructor, and they probably think I'm the biggest dork because I have this big smile on my face the whole time they're talking because they say the same exact things I say. He's like, we have to really work on our foundation skills and you don't need to work, you know, you don't need to work the cows all the time. You need to work on foundation and teaching your horse to turn. And, and I'm like, same thing in agility. You know, you don't get, you don't do full, full courses. I don't run full courses hardly ever. Um, I break sequences down. I work them in short sequences. So it's the same thing. Um, so it, 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 it really is fun. And it's great that we've been able to do it through COVID. So I ride my brother-in-law's horse um, and my sister rides and my, obviously my brother-in-law and my nephew Luke rides too. Um, so yeah, it's been great. Yeah. They keep saying, are you going to get a horse? You're going to get a horse. I'm like, no, no, not, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not, we'll see. But right. it's fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It it sounds sounds fun. I, uh, as long as you like horses and <laughs> you know how to ride. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah. it sounds like it's a bit of uh, I'll use the term cowboy skills because it's like you're working yeah. that you're working the cattle and trying to yeah. get one cow off from the others. I guess and you move yeah. them one at yeah. a time, huh? Yeah. 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 That's that's yeah. that's interesting. It definitely is. Yeah. And. And it is, I mean, people have always said, you know, there's a lot in common between uh, horses and and dogs and dog dog doing agility because horses have so many different events that they can, people, you know, equestrian type things that are somewhat similar a bit. Yeah. 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 That's, that's good. Interesting. Very interesting. Well, (laughs) now, if I forgot who who's, who did you say your horse the horse you ride is? It's your uh, my brother, bro- my brother in law. Brother in law. Okay, so do they? I, I'm going to ask. I guess do they? I assume they have a farm or at least a, some a, enough land that they have horses. Yeah, I actually live with my my sister's family. Um, okay, and we live. Yeah, we live on 18 acres. We have a nice big indoor arena, so I can train my dogs all year round too, or you know, in the winter. Um, she has six horses. I don't know how many cows we have now. Maybe ten. I know we want to get more. We have some sheep. We have Peppa the pig. Um, I love Peppa. Um, you know, cat. <laughs> right. Yeah, we live on a farm. <laughs> so you, you, yeah, yeah, you're on, you're on the the uh, a rural a rural set setting. I guess I would call it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, eighteen so acres rural. is is a fair amount. It's not giant, but it's a fair amount no. of land. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we don't have Wi-Fi here. That's the biggest downfall is, you know, I have to use my phone. We don't have any good Wi-Fi here. And we've tried satellite, but it sucks. So, yeah. So after I get off the phone here, I'm going to go sit in, like, a parking lot to upload some videos. <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah. Oh, there's <laughs> – so, I mean, there's no – you don't have – there's no good cable connection out there? Or no. No, no ver- out here. No Verizon no. Uh, no. Uh, Fios? <laughs> Too far away. Yep. Oh, that – No cable. No yeah. cable stuff. No wired stuff. And I only live about 15 miles from Springfield, you know, our state capital. Um, but that's pretty rural too. So yeah, that's the downfall, but it's great living here on the farm. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Well, you mentioned Springfield. That's, I mean, you're in this, the land of Lincoln out there. Yeah. So, uh, yep. yeah, there's, I, I know as a kid, we went out to Illinois and I remember going, I don't remember all the places we went, but I definitely remember it was like, you know, going to some of the places that uh, Lincoln had been out there. So that, that's probably my most, uh, uh, most time that I ever spent in Illinois. That you can, when he lived here, you can visit his house. It's um, it's nice. They have a new museum here. It's probably about ten years old, but um, yeah, you can visit his house. And there's a village Salem where he worked and grew up. And it, yeah, it's fun. I love his I love history, so it's great. Right. I visit I visit the library. I visit those places often. <laughs> right. Well, I guess that you must have you know you must have an interest in that since your doctor was in a similar yeah. type uh, <laughs> subject yeah. there. Yeah. All right. So I'll you mentioned it in talking about your training and stuff, and I'll mention it just because my dog still really had that's one thing he really got. I remember the one year I was at your seminar there. Uh well really my sister was, but I was ha- hanging around and I wasn't really in it that first year. Well it wasn't the first year, it was a subsequent year that Bell was there. Uh, but I had just gotten Trace and I had only had him for maybe a month. And I remember you telling me and I think that was about the time you started using the buckets too. Oh, and yeah, you yeah. you said come over and listen to me when I talk about the buckets Buckets. And I, I did. And, uh, you know, I trace, he will, I call it pause, but he will, you know, he'll put his paws on those, those Forex buckets. He is really good about that. Better than Belle. Belle, I don't know. She just doesn't see, I don't think Ian didn't seem to get that as well. She's going to have to work on that. <laughs> but Trace, he 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 sees one of those things in the in the yard, or even I some I sometimes have one in my house. It's like he'll put his, you know he'll do his little standing on the bucket. So he it does it does help when you're trying to train uh, oh, yeah. obstacles and things because you know he'll go to that and then I can reward him there or whatever because he knows to run to it. Yeah, I love the bucket for training. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I I, and I, ha- I use them for fitness all the time, too. I have, like, three different sizes buckets now. Um, but, yeah, my pup, that's, like, one of the first things the pups learn is to run to the bucket. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it's it's it's. It it's cool, it's cool, and yeah. he he obviously enjoys doing it. So yeah. So maybe when we can return to your seminar sometime, uh, at least he'll be all right <laughs> with that skill. All right. So you said you you've been to a lot of the champs since two thousand four. So yeah. I'm you know I know I know what Sunbury was like, and I know what Springfield, Ohio, was like. But I'm curious, you've gone out to Gillette where they had to cancel it this year. What yeah. what is the Gillette site like? Um, it's really nice. It's big. Um, the arena itself is huge and they have nice seating and then they have an additional building, huge building where everybody craves and the vendors are and R V parking is really close, like you know, across the parking lot there's tons of R V parking. Uh, it's a really nice site. 
You like to hit a few uh, few sites when you travel. That, and yep. that's but you know that's part of the thing I actually enjoy uh, with it, kind of associated with uh, agility. Because like when I when I go up to uh, the uh, Northeast Agility Trials up in Vermont, I usually stay a day ahead, or you know a lot of times we tack a day or two on. Uh, either side of those trials and like uh, there's a lot of covered bridges up in Vermont and things it's yeah, just fun yeah. to go out and do other things so I do I do like doing that too when you when you travel for agility to to find some other things that you can do and uh, enjoy and that's the good thing about having an RV because I don't have to worry about my dog you know they mm-hmm. can be in the RV and in the air right the pot, you know yeah, yeah, that, that's another reason why I wouldn't mind getting a better, yeah. a better RV. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. So you, I mean, you have a mobile home kind of RV, so you always have that. But often, like when you're going to trials, sometimes are you, sometimes are you towing your equipment in a trailer or or not? Yeah, I used to tow with my old RV. My new, I couldn't afford um, a new one that I could pull with because they're like a hundred grand right. or more. Um, so my pulling days are over with my new RV. Okay. Yeah, I used to pull it though. Right. Well, you're the one you had when we were down in South Jersey. I know was a big beefy. You know. Yeah. Be, it was a, you know the Class C style, but it had the big. I know you had a big yeah. engine in it. You, you could tell just from the hood area that, that it had a nice yeah. beefy engine. Yeah. I don't remember if it said three fifty, four fifty, or whatever, but it was a, it was a, it was a big engine on there. I know. Yeah. Yeah, my new one definitely doesn't have the power. Right. <laughs> that my old one had, but. Right. You know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, how you said it blew. You know, you kind of. It, it was used up, but how long had you had that? How many years was that that you had? Uh, yeah, it was a 2004, so it was old, and I think I got it in 2011. So right. nine years. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. That, that's good. Yeah, that's 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 good. Nine years you got out of it, and it wasn't yeah. it wasn't brand new then either, I guess. No. Yeah. No. So, and you know, you never know who who uh, used it before you or whatever. So yeah, hey. yeah. No, that's that's good. That's definitely good. Yeah, because that's another subject that. To me, at least, agility is associated with now because I tend to always want to camp, you know, at the trial or or somewhere close um, to it. That's yeah. my style because yeah. I just early on I didn't I didn't really enjoy going to uh, hotels that much with my dog. Yeah, it was uh, always a bit of a challenge. For me. Yeah, so, especially uh, when you have multiple dogs too, then it's really hard. And right. It's getting hard, yeah. harder and harder to find hotels that will accept dogs and not charge a million dollar fees now. Yeah, yeah. So that that's the one advantage to to having an RV. That's for sure. 
Yep. So uh, you've been to Gillette. I'm just just interested in some of the ones that I don't. And now you said you didn't. I, had you been to any of the ones in Utah, or did you skip those? I went to one in Utah. Okay. I, I, it, the surface was terrible. <laughs> Harvey Parkin sucked. Uh, I don't have any. I don't have anything good to say about that one. <laughs> okay, so there was nothing good. And then, then I, I'm just remembering ones from the from my memory banks here. I know there was uh, a champs in Tennessee. I think. Oh yeah, Tennessee. I forgot about Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. How was how was that? Was that one pretty good? Yeah, that was pretty good. That was okay. It was okay. <laughs> Uh, Springfield, Illinois, I love, except for the lighting part of it. But that surface was the best surface ever, Springfield, Illinois. It's not because I live here. Right, that would be Um, close for you, that's for sure. And that's the one that had the big coliseum that had to close. But Right, it's open again, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's open now. Um, That's my favorite place. But I like Ohio. Ohio is good. Gillette is fine. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So... All right, I was just, it's all about the surface. Right. I mean, that. It needs, it needs to have a, a decent surface. And it's hard when you have so many runs over the day. I understand that. But it's really about surface, you know, making sure the dogs aren't slipping. It's not hard, you know. Right. No, that, no, I get it. That's important. Uh, definitely. And, you know, you, it's, it is champ. Championship, so you want your dogs yeah. to be good, you know, to have a good, yeah. good run, and you don't want, you know, you don't want it too soft, you don't want it too hard. Yep. <laughs> you know, I know, I know the judges and everyone are very good, like especially like around the Weed Falls, raking it, you know, at the yeah. champs I've yeah. been because yeah. those areas do get uh, chewed up some because the dogs are moving, like they yeah. they all seem to find another gear when they're at champs there. They do. They do. Like, I'm telling you, um, every year I go to champs, Rev gets faster. So, like, when he first started, he was not that fast. And I want to say he's my fastest dog now in agility. Um, But when we first started, I I never said he was slow, um, but I never thought he was going to be fast. He didn't get DRIs over 100 when I first started, and even an elite. And then, I'm telling you, every year I go to champs, he kicks it in. He goes faster and faster and faster every year. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, they know it's dance. They do. Yeah. And I think we're getting toward the end, but I do want to ask one other question that just occurred okay. to me. I think it's Synergy. Is that the dog that's deaf? Yes. And yep. so could you just talk a little bit about having a dog that's deaf and how you handle with with a deaf dog? Yeah. Yeah, so let me, um, another public service announcement. Um, she became deaf because she had double ear infections, and we, the vet gave me genomycin, or jeremycin, genomycin, ear drops, and it killed the cilia in her ears. So she was like seven years old, I think, seven or eight, maybe, I don't, she was young um, when... She went deaf, and honestly, it was champs that I finally realized that she was deaf because they, and Springfield, they have curtains, you know, they have curtains, and I let out past the curtains, and I was just verbally trying to release her, and she couldn't, like, see my whole body, and she couldn't see my mouth, um, and she didn't get up. Like, she wouldn't get up. I had to, like, stand there and, like, wave my arms around for her to actually get up. And that's how I realized she went deaf. So I went to, you know, like, the vet, and they're like, oh, yeah, she, she, she's deaf. Um, 
So I blame drugs, the genomycin air drops. So I tried to tell everybody that if your dog ever has an air infection or any drugs for that matter, Google them before you um, give them to them. Because if you Google genomycin air drops in dogs, they'll say, oh, it causes deafness. Um, and so anyway, yeah, it was hard. And it was really hard, but great. I, it, it was the best thing that ever happened to her and I um, because she was, she was that crazy high dog. Um, she was very, very fast and loved agility, and I wasn't part of the plan a lot of the times. And she was very frustrating to run. Um, I, there were times I quit. There, she took lots of breaks. I moved back to novice many times um, because she was just really frustrating. She was a tunnel sucker extraordinaire. And then when she became deaf, we had to learn how to read each other again. And it was tough. And I almost quit a couple times again. But then we figured each other out. She figured out when she realized that she was deaf and realized I wasn't saying anything, then she, then we became a good team again. Um, and she realized she had to follow my body language right. and my motion a whole lot more. And, you know, we finished up many Natchez, Speed Stars, stuff um, while she was deaf. Um, I still practice. She's almost 14. I still practice with her. There are many times she's my demo dog, even in my classes now. Um, right. because she And she still has great distance. She still has good speed. Um, but she taught me so much because she showed me some idiosyncrasies in my handling that my verbal cues would kind of override a little bit, and obviously I didn't have them with her. And I think I'm cueing this, and she would do it, but I said something else and meant something else, and she would, wouldn't do it. And I'm like, oh, my God, that was, she was so right, and I was so wrong, and I was so inconsistent. So she has definitely made me such a better trainer and handler by running and training her. In fact, when I wanted a new puppy, before I got these puppies, I was looking for another deaf dog. Like, I wanted to take uh -huh. a deaf rescue. But wow. um, rescue organizations won't uh, won't adopt to me because I don't vaccinate my dogs a lot. So um, that's an issue with rescue. So they would, nobody would, rescue, give me a dog. Uh, so I couldn't get a deaf dog. Right. But I would have, like, I would have taken another deaf dog because I enjoy that challenge. And she's definitely taught me a lot about my body language. I'm so much better with my my body language and my motion, you know. And, you know, doing big distance like I do, you know, people say I stand still. Um, and this Sparks is so funny. He calls me a stander. <laughs> like, you're a stander. <laughs> like, I stand still. I go, I don't stand still. I do. It might appear that I'm standing still, but I'm still moving. Like, I move an inch, and that matters. Right. Um, but she, uh, she's definitely taught me that I need to keep moving. Like, if I stop, she's stopping, no doubt about it. Um, so she's, she's really taught me a lot. So it's been, it's been a good journey for us. And like I said, at 14, almost 14, she looks fantastic. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, uh, thanks for sharing that, because I, I remember you met, talking about it at one of the seminars my sister was at, and uh, I, I did, you know, it it's amazing how you know when you have to rely on just the one aspect of handling it can actually make you better too because you're, you're yeah. now you're aware that this dog has to only be cued by my motion and my body language yeah 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 all right well 
Lisa, we've pretty much gone an hour here, so I, I'm going to just thank you for uh, coming on the podcast and sharing all that you have. So I thank you, Lisa, for being on the podcast. Is uh, there something else you'd like to, to leave us with? Yeah. Um, if you guys are on Facebook, join my In the Zone Agility Facebook group. Uh, I post, like, training videos, training tips, fitness tips, you know, information about my events. Um, so join that group. <laughs> All right. Thank you. And I do know my sister follows you, and uh, she occasionally shares <laughs> things that she's seen on there. And that's how I knew about your, your cow sorting. <laughs> well, thanks for having me, Ed. This was fun. Right. Thank you for being my guest. And uh, I look forward to seeing you down the road somewhere. Yeah. All righty. Well, thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye. My final thoughts for this episode. Once again, I thank all my listeners for listening to the podcast and helping grow the podcast by mentioning it on social media or just simply by subscribing and following whatever is the appropriate action for wherever you get the podcast. Once again, you can find the podcast on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, and you can go to offcourseagility.com and that will take you to uh, my Anchor home platform where I host the podcast. And you can listen to any of the previous episodes or you can uh, see details on the uh, various podcasts that I've had this year. My next podcast will be the final one for 2020 and it's going to be my year in review. Until then, happy trialing.